One, two, one, two. What is this? Mic check. This is the Isaiah Kid Podcast. We're back. Um, we're still going to be discussing Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, Mitter, Kawhi Leonard made a ball smooth on Saturday morning, early Saturday morning. He made a ball smooth. We talked about it a little bit the last episode, but it's just too big. It's too. It's just too tremendous of a move to just move on that quickly. I still have not really processed the fact that Paul George was traded. We knew nothing about this. The Clippers, they knew what they were doing all along. So even when reports came out about the Lakers being in play and the Lakers are the front runners or the Raptors are the front runners, the Clippers just stayed silent because they knew what was up. Um, Paul George and the OKC tobacco. It looks OKC is they look to be rebuilding with another trade with Jeremy and Grant to Denver. Um, I think that's a great. I think that's a good pickup for Denver. He brings length, athleticism, and some size to an already deep Denver team. I think that's a good pickup. Um, so we just have a lot. I want to get the Jerry West. And the moves that he has made throughout his career. And this rec- this most recent move right here. This power move to, to land Paul George and landing Paul George. Getting to Kawhi. I want to get to the super team talk. I want to get to the super team talk. And we might just talk about some dynamic duos. Because as the, as the league has shifted... To big three, to the big, to the big threes, we have, a, we have some good dynamic duos within the league, and I want to discuss these dynamic duos as well. But we're gonna stick with the Kawhi Leonard story and Paul George going to the Clippers once again. I did not see this happening. I did not see this happening. Um, it's still surprising. Vegas have them as three to one odds to win a twenty twenty title. I think they are. I think I wouldn't say certainly, but if I had to pick a team, I think the Clippers are deservedly favorites in the in the NBA. They have the reigning Finals MVP. They have Paul George as their second guy. They have a nice core, nice core that can score and defend a, a good a good combination of both. And then you look at what they have in the front office with Jerry West, Jerry West and Steve Ballmer, along with Doc Rivers. All the both Jerry West already Hall of Famer, and Doc Rivers is a Hall of Fame coach. I think they are deservedly the best team, or projected to be the best team in the league, uh, or odds-on favorites, due to the moves that they have made this offseason and the pieces they have in play already. In their front office and the coaching staff. Um, so you guys, you know, you've been hitting me up. We talked about we're gonna talk about the Lakers as well. The moves that they they didn't made. They didn't added Avery Bradley to the mix today. He signed a two year deal worth nine point eight nine point seven million dollars. Um, that's good that they got another guy that can hit hit a three ball and play defense. You can never get you can never have enough three three and D guys in this league. 
Um, so we got a lot to cover. Not a lot, but it's gonna be a lot to cover. So I am a big fan of I'm all for players leaving. I'm all for players leaving and trying to move and play. I'm all for player movement. I feel Anthony Davis. I feel LeBron. When you get drafted into a tough situation such as Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and you have to play with an organization that's often not the best in a small market where you really can't attract free agents and your front office is not good, you give them seven years to do what they got to do, six to seven years to do what they have to do. If they don't make no further moves, I'm all for player movement and players looking to win and go to better organizations. I look at the LeBron James situation with Dan Gilbert, his first seven years in Cleveland. It was piss poor. It was awful. Literally, that first that first finals he went to, he, he was playing with guys that was bagging groceries. They came out of grocery stores, literally. David, I mean David Griffin, Dan Gilbert couldn't get nobody to to place around LeBron. His best player he had in this span in Cleveland was Mo Williams. <laughs> Little Mo Williams, that was the best player LeBron played with in Cleveland. He got Antoine James in the back end of his career. He got Shaq in the back end of his career. Anthony Davis, they the new Pelicans. They experienced some success with Rondo and Demarcus Cousins and that in that crew. They got to the second round. They swept Portland that year. New Orleans didn't resign none of those guys. They didn't resign Rondo. They didn't resign Demarcus Cousins due to his injury. They didn't resign none of those guys. Anthony Davis, you didn't bring none of them guys back. You guys lose for the next two seasons. Anthony Davis wants out. Rightfully so. So, I'm looking at player movement. And now, I have Kawhi in L.A. I got PG in L.A. with the Clippers. I have, I have LeBron and AD in L.A. with the Lakers. I have Steph and Clay in Golden State. I have Durant and Kyrie in Brooklyn. I got Porzingis and Luka Doncic in Dallas. I got Embiid and Ben Simmons in Philly. The league is spread out. The league is balanced now. Isn't this what you guys wanted? The league is balanced. I got Damon CJ up in Portland. They're probably the second best. They're the second best backcourt in the league. Behind Steph and Clay. I got Kimball and Tatum in Boston. I got Mike I got Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. I got Jamal Murray and, and, and Jokic in Denver. I got Chris Middleton and in the honest. I got Harden and Chris Paul. It's a bunch of dynamic duos. I might get Westbrook and Jimmy Butler. We might just get that. We're gonna talk on that too. The league is balanced. The league is balanced. So uh, this player movement, and, like the older, you especially the older guys, that's not for 
other stars joining each other. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I I I, I totally disagree when they say player movement is bad for the NBA. No, it's not. Because this balanced NBA that we all love now and that we have, it was due to it was it came from player movement. AD, Paul George, Kawhi, Durant, Kyrie, Kim to Boston. Chris Paul was traded to Houston. Middleton came back and resigned with Milwaukee. I still player movement is critical. It is helped balance the league. And a few things help this. Toronto winning with one star. Let the market balance itself. It's like capitalism. The government is the government is truly away from all economic all econ- economic things. Businesses run by themselves. You let private business owners do their thing. You let the market run itself. The government doesn't have no tr- what, what, no control whatsoever. It's just like capitalism. You let the market play you let the market play out itself. Toronto wins a title, it stops the big 3. It, it, Toronto wins a title with one star, it stops the big 3 era. And this whole big three era, and I think it's overstated. I think it's overstated how dominant these big threes were. These big three teams were. The Boston big three, Boston big three, only won one title. It only won one title. Miami's big three, it won, it won two titles. But if you take away Ray Allen's shot, it's really only supposed to win one title. And then this Warriors thing, it blew up early. The Warriors dynasty blew up early. Remember, remember, uh, Jeff Stan, remember Stan Gundy? Jeff Stan Van Gundy said the Warriors going to win the next nine NBA titles? They're going to win like the next... He said they're going to win like the next eight NBA titles? Not true. Not true. They didn't even three-peat. Dynasties are overstated. Dynasties are overstated. It's not like it's not like it's baseball where there's no cap room. It's only it, it can only one team can only have so many stars for a certain amount of time. Can't have four or five stars on the same team. It's not baseball where there's no cap space. It's no salary cap. There's an actual that's a, there's an actual salary cap, and one max spot one max spot takes up about 30% of that cap room that a team has. So all this player movement and you're being against it, I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. And dynasties are overstated. They're overrated. They're overinstated. The way how the way how people talk bad and down about these dynasties is crazy. Like these dynasties, yeah, they had their stretches and runs, but the Miami dynasty was only supposed to win one title. 
They were only supposed to win one title. You take away Ray Allen's shot, that's one title. Boston's big three only won one title. You know who won multiple titles? Kobe and Kobe and Gasol. Duo. That's what won that's what won multiple titles. This this Warrior Dynasty ended very early. Earlier than what people expected. People thought the Warriors were gonna three peak this year. And you could probably make the argument if they don't get hurt, and those guys don't get hurt, they probably do three peak. But that's besides the point. They lost. They lost. And then you t- you add Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard single-handedly created parity in the league. He created parity in the National Basketball Association. And if you guys don't know what parity is, parity parity is parity is where there's a balance. There's not one team that's Odds-on favorites above the rest, like we had with the Warriors, like we had the Miami Big Three. It's nice and balanced. No team is better than the other. No team is better than the other. Like, I know the Clippers are favorites right now, but I can probably name off off the top of my head eight teams that can probably win a title next year. Clippers, Lakers... Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, um, Portland, Denver, Milwaukee, Utah, Houston. I can name I can name eight to ten teams that can win the title next year. That can possibly win it. I have ten good playoff teams, along with Brooklyn and Boston. Ten. I have ten good playoff teams. Not to mention one of those teams like Dallas that can that can get into the playoffs. Not saying Dallas gonna win a title next year, but I'm saying Dallas can get in the playoffs and be and give a good team, one of those teams, a good first round matchup. So I look at that, Kawhi single handedly dominated and made and created parity in the league this offseason. With first him winning the title and then him going to the Clippers. He easily created parity. And I and I told you guys, if Kawhi did go to the Clippers, it would create balance and there would not be an absolute favorite. You can put all your money on the Clippers, but there's about seven to eight teams that can win a title as well. There's about seven to eight teams that can win the title as well. And I told you guys that. I told you that that was going to happen. I told you that was going to happen. That if Kawhi goes to the Clippers and chooses the Clippers, it's going to create parity. Mind you, you know, you, and you know the, the, what doesn't get talked about a lot, but you know what sport is dealing with dynasty issues. That's a really big problem. It's college football. In the big in that in that college football playoff that college football has created, the NCAA has created for college football. 
Alabama and Clemson then played in it three times out of the four seasons that it has existed. Name two other teams that's going to be playing for the national title next year. I wait. It's going to be Alabama and Clemson playing for the national title again this year. Two teams that's from the South. You're talking about, you're talking about ge- geographic, geographical dominance. We want to talk about geographical dominance and dynasties. Well, we have two currently in the college football. Nobody else wins, nobody else wins national titles, but either Clemson or Alabama. Usually, Urban Meyer and Ohio State, they, they try to feel their way in there. They got in between one of those years, but with beating Alabama and then beating Oregon. They got in there one, they got in there one year. They filled in one year, but the other three years, Clemson's won twice and Alabama's won once. And Alabama, and they both played three times. And out of the four times that the college football, out of the four seasons that college football playoff has been around. So, you want to talk about dynasties and parity? Let's find some parity in college football. How about, you don't see no Pac-12 team is probably going to make the, is probably going to make the college football four. No Pac-12 team is probably going to make it. And Washington made it, but they got whooped. They get, stum- they get stumped every, every year they go. Boy, boy, I can't wait for football. I just had to throw that in there. So, you want to, hey, guess in America, we talk about these big markets, New York, L.A., San Francisco. Guess Guess what's the fastings the guess what city is the fastest growing economy in the US? Guess. You won't even guess it. It's not New York, it's not LA, it's not San Francisco, it's not Miami, it's not Boston, it's not Chicago. Guess what guess guess the, the guess the city that is the fastest growing economy in the US. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, Utah is the fastest growing economy in the U.S. So you, you, you talk about these big markets. You talk about these big dynasties. Small markets do the, do the job as well. Small markets and small places win as well. So don't give me that. Don't give me that big market, L.A., D.C., Boston, New York. Because Salt Lake City is the fastest growing economy in the U.S. And by the way, if you didn't know, trades run the league in the NBA. Trades run the league. Anthony Davis to L.A., Paul George to the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard to the Raptors. You see you see it? You see it? Okay. You see it. So when people give, give me this dynasty talk, and yeah, there's parody, but be careful. This is what you guys asked for. In the 1970s, we had nine, and out of those 10 years, from 1970 to 1980, 
in those 10 years, we had nine different champions. Mind you, that, that's parody, right? Competition. Oh, my gosh. We don't know what team is going to win. There's no team that's better than the other. You had nine different champions in the 70s. The finals was coming on tape delay. The finals was coming on tape delay. So, you got what you want. The league is balanced. But I told you, if Kawhi went to the Clippers, the league was going to be balanced. I told you that. But be aware. The NBA became popular in the 80s. Guess who the 80s? Two teams, the Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah, Detroit got their little run. They had Detroit had their little two title runs at the end of this, at the decade. Philly got in there in the middle, but Boston and LA ruled the decade. Those two teams. In the 90s, you know who ruled the 90s, Michael. The only time where he didn't win a title is when he retired. And then who's been running this era? LeBron, Warriors, Kobe, Shaq, Lakers. Ratings at an all-time high. So you got parity. And you got competition. You got balance within the league. You got it now. There should be no problem. You got it now. Remember what I told you? Remember what I told you? Player movement does not kill the NBA. It helps it. I'm all for player movement. No more big threes. The big three is overstated. The big three era and the big three teams are overstated. Miami won two titles. Only supposed to win one. Golden State won two titles. Boston won one title. It's overstated. It's totally overstated. Fastest growing, fastest growing economy in the U.S. You didn't know this even until I told you. Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City in Utah. Fastest growing economy in the U.S. You didn't know that though. Kawhi single-handedly created parity in the league. That's great. That's great. We're going to get to Jerry West. We're back. Um, so we're going to talk about Jerry West because I don't think he got nearly enough mentions um, this weekend what he did or the, la- the past weekend what he did. Uh, Jerry West is 81 years of age. Um. I can make the argument that he's probably the best NBA executive slash GM in league history. Uh, I think Kawhi got a lot of praise and, you know, the Clippers got a lot of praise. But Jerry West, I'm sure, was at the forefront of these moves. Once again, I also told you guys, be be aware of Jerry West. He is very smart, very wise. He is known and he has a track record for building championship teams. Not just talented teams, championship teams. Championship teams that go far. He built he built the 80s dynasty, the 80s Lakers dynasty. He was a he he helped build that. He traded for Kobe in the 96 draft for Vida for with Lottie Divac. He traded Diva for Kobe. Diva for Kobe. To Charlotte. He convinced Shaq to come to L.A. 
in the late 90s. He stopped the Klay Thompson and Kevin Love trade. Remember that trade where Minnesota tried to get, they tried to trade for, for Klay Thompson. The Warriors wanted, to, wanted Kevin Love, but Jerry West got in, the, got in the middle of that and stopped it. He actually, he, he, Jerry West actually forced the trade. He forced that trade to be stopped. He threatened, he threatened, he gave the Clippers, he, he gave the Clippers, he gave the Warriors an ultimatum. You trade, if you trade Clay Thompson, I'm quitting. They keep Clay Thompson. Worked out pretty well, right? Jerry West also helps to bring KD to the Warriors. Jerry West is big. And then his latest moves. Traded for PG. It took a lot, but traded for PG. It was totally worth it. And, and landed Kawhi from the hometown, the, 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 big, the big brothers. He, they, he stole Kawhi from the big brothers. Jerry West is the logo. Jerry West is the logo. Jerry West, is, Jerry West knows what he's doing. He's really, got, he's really good at this job. He is really good at this job and what he does. So stop, stop down Jerry West. I told you guys Jerry West was going to be on the lookout for him and his move because he has a track record. Of making things happen when they need to happen. He's responsible. He's responsible for the five championships in the '80s with Magic, with Magic and Kareem and Worthy. He's responsible for the five championships, or yeah, the five, the three championships with Shaq and Kobe. He's responsible for the the, the Warriors championships, and now he has the Clippers. Now he has the Clippers. He's great at what he does. I don't think you can find. I don't think you can find a better a better executive in the league or in league history. Regardless, there's some really a lot. There's a lot of incompetent front office guys that just have these jobs. I don't know how they have them, but they just have these jobs. But there's also a group of people there's also a group that that still are really good at their jobs Bob Myers Danny Ainge for the most part Jerry West uh even though uh whatchamacallit the kid the dude from OKC Sam Presti even though they're going through a rebuild Sam, Sam Presti has done a good job with being in a smaller market and having some somewhat of a somewhat of cap restrictions and not being able to have the cap flexibility to do and complete all the moves that I'm sure he would like to. But he has done a good job to he's done his best to place Russell Westbrook and keep the Thunder relevant and give Russell Westbrook a second star to often play with. So I look at that. I look at him. Um I like Denver guy. Uh, I like Denver's front office. I like Utah's front office. It's a lot of good front offices in the league. Indiana, they always make 
good strong moves. Live Nation, Brooklyn, they 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 of course they made a splash this offseason. It's a lot of good front offices in the league that don't get a lot of credit. But Jerry West is Jerry West is top notch, top dog. He Jerry West runs the league. He runs the league. 81-year-old Jerry West runs the league. LeBron, AD, came up to him in the summer league, gave him that, talked it up with him, chopped it up with him. He landed Kawhi. Kawhi chose 81-year-old Jerry West over cool and fun, charming Magic Johnson. Think about that. He chose him. 81-year-old Jerry West was a cool, talkative, chill, relaxed Magic Johnson. Think about that. Jerry West is really a living legend. I love what he does. I love what he does. So, I hate to be the one that I told you so, but... I'm just gonna say, I told you so about I told you so about Russell Westbrook. Um guys don't wanna play with him. I think the triple double stat and the media and what the media does to that and along with him, I think it's bad. It blind it, it totally blinds you from him actually declining as a player. Um because a few years ago, you looked at him, you look at Damian Lillard, you look at Kyrie Steph. There wasn't much of a gap between those guys. Actually, some would say Russ was better. I didn't think so, but some would say Russ was better. A few years ago, when you look at when you, there wasn't a real, a real disparity between those top point guards now. Now, there's a huge gap. There's a huge gap. I hate to be the guy that tells you this, but there is a huge gap. And disparity between Steph and Dame and Russ. I'm sorry. Um, I gotta. I, I want to see how Kyrie plays in, in Brooklyn, because he didn't want to play in Boston. But Kyrie, he has that. Don't really play well with others. Diva mentality thing about him. Uh, hopefully, the th- hopefully Brooklyn is a good good match. It's a good fit for him. Hopefully, but Kyrie has that sort of thing too. Also, where Diva don't really play well with others, often hurt. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Westbrook and his ego, the triple double stat. I mean, Carmelo actually admitted that. Yeah, hey, we 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 moved out the way so he can get those extra rebounds. In order to keep that average. He, he's admitted to it. He's admitted to it. So, you know, can't really shoot. <laughs> I told you so. I told you so. And with the Paul George trade, that is another star that has left Westbrook. That's another star that didn't, that didn't have left Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying that. 
Paul wanted to leave because of what I'm, I'm play style, whatever. He left though. He asked, for, he requested for a trade. Because Paul knew that team, along with Russ, was not going to be good enough to get through this Western Conference. They couldn't get out the Western Conference. They couldn't get out the first round the last two years. The West just got deeper and bigger and better. They're gonna suppose they're gonna win a couple rounds and all of a sudden now? No way. No way. No way. No way, Jose, that you that the Thunder thought, hey, the West got deeper and better. And last two years, we haven't won a playoff series, but we're gonna win a couple now. No. No, they're not. No, the hell they're not. No, the hell they're not. And they probably won't make the playoffs. If they trade Russell Westbrook, they won't make the playoffs. Looking at the West right now, just by himself, and that roster, that stinky little roster that they have, I don't think they, I don't know if they go to the playoffs with that roster with Russell Westbrook. I don't know. I don't know. So I hate the guy to be, I told you so. And, you know, I, the max contract, that's a whole different story. We can talk about that right now. Uh, Russ would be 34. When he turns 34, Russell Westbrook would be making $47 million. That is a lot. A few people ask me, hey, what's the best destination for him? Or what destination are people talking about? Or that's rumored. Well, as I reported today, I reported this today with Westbrook taking interest in Miami and playing for Miami. Uh, I reported that today, but I reported yesterday or a few days ago where the reports came out about Russell Westbrook wanting to trade and being out on OKC. I reported on that same day. I gave you guys a list of teams that are possible scenarios. Um, I gave you guys possible scenarios that may include Westbrook to Miami or Minnesota or Orlando. Uh, Houston is a long shot. That wouldn't work. That would not be good whatsoever. That would not work out whatsoever. So I look at that. Miami, uh, I mean... it doesn't it doesn't take Miami to the next level. They're already a playoff team with Jimmy Butler. A lower seeded playoff team with Jimmy Butler, but Russell it does, Russell Westbrook doesn't take them there to the next level. So I, I look at that. And plus, if you're gonna make this move, if a team's gonna make this move, this have to be the move that takes them over the top. And I really don't see that scenario with any roster. Because I mean, the championship contenders really don't need point guards. The championship contenders don't really need point guards, especially point guards they can't shoot. And by the time they're 34, they would be making $47 million. That's too much. That's too much. That's too much for a guy that has multiple knee procedures. That's too much for a guy that still haven't learned how to slow down and make a three-point shot in a shooter's league. That's too much.
and you can see the actual disparity between Dame and Russ in the in in the playoff series. You saw it. Russ Brook had one. We had one good game. And that was in OKC. He was at home. That hey, I'm I'm telling how it is. One good game. The other the other four games. Dame completely outplayed them. And it wasn't like Dame, the game that Portland lost. It wasn't like Dame didn't show up. Dame played well. Just that Russ was one of those nights. He's at home. They were down 2-0. They couldn't lose that game. What do you expect? But he folded. He folded the, He folded that series. He folded that series. So I know you guys, you, you want him to even go to Miami. Uh Paul Pierce mentioned the Knicks. What the hell is he think? What the, what the hell is he talking about? The Knicks, the, the Knicks, that's not a good fit for neither side. That's not a good fit for neither side. The Knicks are in a rebuild mode. They don't need a contract on the books like Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, you put him around those young players. That's not going to help him out. That's not going to make him any much better of a player. He's only going to get more reckless. He's only going to get more reckless. So, all this Westbrook thing and, oh, he's this and that and he's dynamic. He is that. He's very athletic and he's very dynamic. But winning, I don't get enough of that. I don't see enough of it. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Um, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. I don't have time to bang on Westbrook. Everybody know the truth. It's time to move on from from OKC. They're clearly rebuilding um with the Paul George trade. They showed you that, and then now they pulled the plug on Jeremy and Grant. Um, who who's enough who's a starter. So that's two starters that's gone. I think Westbrook is probably the next. Steven Adams makes twenty plus million dollars, so he's probably gonna be gone. Um let's get to some dynamic duos that's in the league. Because now that the big three era is gone, and you guys know how I feel about that. Let's get to the big let's get to the, the, the dynamic duos in the NBA. Uh we can start with Kawhi and PG. They're gonna be really dominant. The Clippers are gonna be really good this year. Um there's gonna be a show in LA every night, literally. If it's not the Clippers one night, it's gonna be the Lakers. LeBron A D. If it's not them one night, it's gonna be Kawhi and PG. So I look at Kawhi and PG. They're going to be really good defensively. Both guys are defensive player of the year type guys. Both guys are first team on defense type guys. They're going to be really good defensively. Um, it's not much to say about these guys. These guys are good. These guys are great. Kawhi is a final. He's a reigning Finals MVP. Some would say the best player in the league. Paul George. If you couldn't, if you couldn't get any other two-way player than, other than Kawhi Leonard, you'd probably go with Paul George. Paul George, uh, he had a, probably he probably had his best season this year. Um, before the so before the shoulder injury, 
He was he was he looked like he was on his way to an MVP type season. He had an MVP type season, but he was on his way to probably clinching an MVP. So I look at those guys. It's not much to really talk about. Uh, they they're, they're good. They're they're good. They're special. They're talented. The Clippers going to be really good. You pair them up with that core that they already have. I told you guys. I think the Clippers are the West Coast version of the Raptors. I like them. I like them. Um, we can go to Steph and Clay. Even though I know Clay is hurt, he's recovering. Um, I'm hearing that, and I told you guys this in some early episodes, but I'm hearing that Clay is his his scheduled time to come back is after the All Star break. So by that by the by the postseason, Clay should be coming back to his regular self. Uh, we know how dominant of shooters these guys are. We know how dominant they are and how hot they can get from behind the arc. It's not much to say about them. Um, I would say another dynamic duo would be Steph and D'Lo. Uh, they're talented offensively. You can have Steph playing off the ball, D'Lo doing the primary ball handling and stuff. But they ain't going to be able to stop nobody. Defense, on defense, they're going to suck. They're going to suck the first half se- first half of the season defensively as far as guard play because they're going to suck. Those guys suck on defense. LeBron and AD, I can't wait to see it. I think the Lakers, in my estimate, with the moves they didn't made, LeBron, um, they came out today, LeBron's going to be at the, like, the official point guard even though he's already the point guard just without the label. But they're going to put him down as the point guard this year. Uh, I like the move. I, I I like I like the moves that the Lakers made. Uh, they they added some. They needed shooting. They added shooting with Danny Green, Avery Bradley, Quinn Cook, um, all good shooters, along with Jared Dudley, who can shoot it as well. Uh, they added some good pieces to go around LeBron and AD. Uh, they have. They also still have Kuzma. They brought back KCP. They brought back JaVale McGee, who was very productive this year. At one point in time, he led the league in blocks. Uh, that was during that time where the Lakers were high and they were like fourth in the West. He was really productive. Uh, everything went downhill for the Lakers once LeBron went down and they started having those injuries. So I look at them. I like them. Uh, it's LeBron and AD. Those guys, those guys are talented, smart players. LeBron, probably the greatest player of all time. Uh, Anthony Davis, he he has the ability to be one of the greatest players of all time, one of the probably the best. He has the ability to be the best power forward of all time. I'm not just saying that. He has the talent and the skill set to do that. Um, so I look at them. They're going to be good. You pair them up with Cousins. Uh, they got a lot of pieces to go around them. I like what they have. They're going to probably try to add Iguodala and Corver or J.R. Smith. One of the one, Two of those three, they're going to they're gonna add to their roster. So I like what they have. Uh, I'm glad they got some shooting around LeBron AD because uh, those guys are really like they're not like r- really perimeter scores. They can shoot it from the perimeter. They can score from the perimeter, but they're not really. They're most of their points don't come from the perimeter. So, but I think the Lakers are the second best team in the East. I mean, the West. Uh, I'm looking for big things from them. Uh, we can go to Denver. With Jamal Murray and Jokic, uh, I I I mentioned Jamal Murray. He got a contract extension. I like him. I like him very much. I think he's done a great job, a fabulous job, transforming his game from a two, 
mindset into a one where he's able to to control the team. He knows the pace. He's 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 really he's getting good at that. He's really getting good at that. So I like Jamal Murray. Um, he's he's still fairly inconsistent at times, but I saw parts in the I saw sparks in the playoffs where he took over down that doing some stretches where it was needed and he came through big. So I I gotta give him his props for that. And I like their I like their little duo in Denver. Jokic is a very skilled big. I think it's a fat boy, but he's a very skilled big. Um, he's probably the best passing big in the league right now. Jokic is a monster. Uh, I'm not so I'm not so I'm not so sure if he's a top two player in the league. I mean, I don't, I'm not so sure if he's a top tier player in the league. With, I don't know if he's in that class with Kawhi and LeBron and Durant. I don't know if he's in that class, but I think he's definitely in that tier two class with Embiid and Klay Thompson and Jimmy Butler. He's in that class, but I'm not. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's in that tier one class as LeBron and KD and Kawhi. I don't think he's in that class. I think he's in that tier two class with a lot of great players in the NBA. Um, on to Portland. Uh, I think they had the second best backcourt in the league behind Steph and Clay when healthy. Um, I think they made tremendous strides last year in the postseason. Uh, I was very surprised that the previous postseason, before this one, they got swept by a New Orleans team that I did not see them getting swept by. Um, they came back the following year with Nurkic. Uh, they were they were really good. They were really good last year. They surprised me. I did not think the Trailblazers were going to get to the conference finals. They surprised me. They did a great job last year. Uh, Dame and CJ are only getting better. Uh, I saw a lot of one-two tandems and one-two punches last year during the postseason. When Dame didn't have it going, it was CJ that would pick up the slack. Dame, that was barely the case, though. Dame, with Dame not having it on. Dame came through in the clutch, as he always do. He's a smooth criminal. I like Dame. I like CJ. Be, be, be aware. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you why. It probably won't come to fruition at this moment. But I'm telling you now. The Trailblazers have three bigs that they like and that are good. Zach Collins, Nurkic, that's coming off the injury, and they traded for Hassan Whiteside, who's on his, who's on his contract year. He has an expiring contract. It's about, 20, it's about 24, 25 million. Look, if he's playing well, look for the Blazers to move Whiteside. And teams are going to line up, especially Eastern Conference teams. I think Eastern Conference teams will be willing to throw deals out I don't think a Western Conference team would give Portland any favors. But watch out for an Eastern Conference team wanting Hassan Whiteside. And that's if he's having a good season. I think he will, though, in Portland. I think he'll fit. But watch out because they have three bigs that can, that, that can play that they like. But they're gonna, they're gonna have, they might move Hassan Whiteside, and that might land them a really good role player, a really good third option, or another... Go to op- scoring option that they might need. So watch out for Portland. People, you know the Portland thing. They got to the conference finals. I didn't think they had enough experience, but watch out for Portland next year. I think they're gonna be good. 
uh, the Dallas duo with Przingis and Luka Doncic. I think Doncic's ceiling, mm, well, no, I don't think Doncic is a like an influential player. Like, I don't think he's going to change the game like LeBron and, and Steph. But I think he's going to be a really good player. I think he's going to be a star in this league. I think he's going to be a guy that can score a lot of points, crafty with the ball, got a handle. He does just about everything you like, you, everything you want your, your prototypical small forward to do in today's game. Handle the ball, score at three levels, shoot the three ball, can finish, can pass. He, he does it all. I like him. Um, he had a great rookie season, of course. Uh, Trey Young, he came back and had a great rookie season as well during the second half. Um, but Przingis, uh, I want to see how his health is. Uh, he just got a, what, a five-year deal, $180 million. So I look at that. Uh, they're gonna, Dallas is going to need him to come through. I think Dallas is one of those teams that can sneak into the playoffs next year as an eight or seven and give a one and two some 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 problems. I think they can push. I think they can push a top seed a top seeded team a little bit in the postseason if if, if they can get there. I th- but I can see Dallas possibly making to an eight or seven. They added Seth Curry. They added they added some guys. I like what they have in Dallas. Be on the lookout for Dallas. On to Utah and Utah's the dynamic duo. I would say Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, great. I think you 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 can't really go wrong with him. He reminds me a lot of Derrick Rose, but I, he's he's definitely a better jump shooter than Derrick Rose, especially than Derrick Derrick Rose in his third season was not a great jump shooter. Donovan Mitchell jump shot. It's not great, but you, you're going to have to respect it. Uh, freakishly athletic. You got a nice handle. I think he's going to be good. Uh, Mike Conley, I think he's still a serviceable guard who's about 30, 30 31. Not really old, but a veteran. I think he's going to work in Utah. I think he's going to work with uh, Donovan Mitchell in the, in the backcourt. That, that lets Donovan Mitchell work off the ball a little bit more, possibly. With Mike Conley being there, I like what they have there. I like what they have. Utah made some great moves. Um, on to Boston. I would say Kemba and Tatum. I think Tatum would take the next step. and I think he'd take the ne- that next progression that we were waiting for last year where he played good in his rookie year. He led the Celtics in scoring his rookie year in the postseason. So he did that. But I think people were waiting for that next step he, the people were waiting for that him to make take that next step with Boston last year. And I think with Kyrie and all his drama and his shenanigans and the Gordon Hayward and uh, Brad Stevens thing, I think that was a lot to ask for for a 21-year-old. I still love that Jason Tatum. He's, a, he's terrific. He's great. He's going to be great. He's a guy that can, he's the prototypical small forward that you want. Uh, could score all three levels, good size and length, uh, nice handle. Still working on his playmaking ability, but I think Tatum's gonna be a good. I think Tatum's gonna be a good fit in Boston, along with Kimba. Kimba's gonna be a good fit with him. Uh, I think Kimba's might be a little bit better of a leader than uh, than than Kyrie was. Hopefully, hopefully that'll help Tatum's progression. But I I only see that Boston duo getting better. I think Boss is going to be more. I think Boss is going to be better than what people expect. 
with them losing Kyrie, but like I said, I don't think there's much of a drop off with Kemba and Kyrie. Um, Philly's dynamic duo. Philly have a nice dynamic duo with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Uh, they still got to work out some things. I love Philly. Philly, they got the stars. They got Embiid. They got a lot. They got a lot. I like Philly. Um, Ben Simmons, I hope he came back with a jump shot. He can't shoot a lick. But I hope he came back with a jump shot. Um, I hope he's ready to prove that he's worth that max money. Uh, If I I was Philly, I probably wouldn't have gave him the max or gave him a max extension. But I get it. I get it. I just would have liked to see the dude come back with a jump shot first. You know what I'm saying? Um, Embiid, it's all about health. Embiid... I remember him coming out of Kansas and beat uh, Bill Self at a practice. An NBA scout came in, and you know how Andrew Wiggins was so beloved during the, that year. Uh, but Bill Self himself said, you looking at Wiggins? Um, no. The future Hall of Famer is that seven foot one, that seven foot two guy over there, Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid has Hall of Fame talent. He has a Hall of Fame skill set. Uh... He's very Elijah Wan-esque. He's got to stay healthy. The guy just got to stay healthy. I think if he stays healthy, I think the sky's the limit for Philly. I think Philly gets to the... Right now, with Kawhi leaving the Clippers and with the Raptors, I think Philly is the favorites in the East. So I see Philly getting to the finals, but it's, it's all depending on Joel Embiid's health. Um, then we have... Giannis and Middleton. Uh, Giannis got to come back with a jump shot as well. Specifically a three. Uh, and he's he's not scared to shoot it, unlike Ben Simmons. But Giannis, league MVP, there's not, that's not much to say. Along with Middleton, they re-signed Middleton. Middleton's a good... He's a guy that can shoot the three. Mid-range score. I like him. Um, doesn't too, he's not too shabby. I like him. Um, the next dynamic duo, Russell Westbrook and the ball. <laughs> like, he, he said it himself. He said his friend out there is the ball. Himself and the ball. Uh, it's the reason why another teammate of his left him. Russell Westbrook and the ball. That is a, du- that is a duo. That is a duo. But all seriousness, I think Russell Westbrook probably going to go to Miami. Uh, they have Miami, um, and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's already in Miami, so that'd be a dynamic duo, I guess. It won't take Miami nowhere far. Uh, you know, I don't know what you guys want me to say about Westbrook and his, uh, shooting ability and his skills, but it gotta get better. They have to get better if he wants to see any success. So that is the dynamic duos. Um, this is a good episode. We're going to come back with more. Hopefully, we get some football news, maybe. Now that free agency is slowing down. Uh, I remember I told you guys, watch out for those Laker moves with Iguodala, possibly, and maybe Corver or J.R. Smith. Be on the lookout for that. Keep up with my updates. You know where to find me. You know where to catch me. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about anything, if you disagree or agree with anything, I can surely assure that I can answer and reply back in a timely manner. Uh, Good episode. And I'm out.